Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 30th. Happy last day of June, everybody. 2021. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me and Scotty this week at 5 p.m. on Thursday. 5 p.m. on Thursday. We will be there. Uh, you know, we'll take your questions. We'll 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 talk about uh draft stuff, uh, whatever you guys want to talk about. We'll be there ready to talk with you. Uh we got a draft profile episode for you guys today. A good episode. We we got our friend Mikhail Holm, one of our most frequent guests here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. If not, um, you know, maybe the most frequent guest. So uh, really excited for that. We're looking at Jesper Wallstedt and Fabian Lysel. Scotty, this episode is yours uh, in a lot of ways. You, you're the ultimate Jesper at 1-6 uh, <laughs> lover. So what'd you think of the episode? What'd you think about uh, things? he had? It was awesome. Yeah. It was, I mean, he's always just a great, just a great dude to sit down and, and shoot the, shoot the stuff with just in general. Uh, but yeah, no, obviously it was awesome to pick his brain and just go after him about yes for at one six. And I, I straight up asked him at one point, give me one reason why I should be upset if the wings take yes for at one six convince me to not die on this hill. And uh, yeah, his answer might surprise you. A uh, future hall of fame goaltender. Uh, Correct. Yes. Uh, projects Correct. as, and we actually, actually we, I completely forgot that we had yes for on the show uh, a couple weeks back. So go check that out. Uh, it was a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, that is the thing with Jesper Wallstead is that ceiling is so high. Is it high enough? to make the Red Wings pick him at six. We shall find out. But uh, Mikhail tells us a lot of things in this episode that makes us think that it would be a worthwhile selection. We're also going to be looking at Fabian Lysel, a Swedish winger, uh, kind of falling down draft boards uh, as we approach the draft season here. Um, So who knows? I mean, I think it's a complete long shot that the Red Wings end up getting him with that 22 pick. But uh, who knows? Uh, you, you truly don't know how this draft is going to go. Um, I think there's going to be so many guys that fall that you're kind of going to be left with a couple mice options there at 22, whatever the reason may be. So we're going to break it all down. We're going to get into all that. Enjoy the episode with Mikhail, and we'll see you guys back here at the end of the episode. All right. We are now joined uh, by a very special guest, our friend from McKean's Hockey. It is Mikhail Holm, our uh, residential Swedish expert here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. He's come back to do some more draft profiles. Today we're doing Fabian Lysel and the goaltender Jesper Wallstedt. I'm very excited about this. I know Scott's very excited about this, and I'm pretty sure Mikhail's pretty excited about this too. So let's welcome him in. What's going on, Mikhail? How's it going, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Pretty good. You excited Fantastic. to uh, to talk a little goalie? Uh, always. It's always fun to talk goalies. You get, you get mad. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and, and we've been saving this one. This one we are saving for you because you are very high on Jesper Wallstedt. 
214 pounds, catches with his left hand, the sixth ranked player on elite prospects, four on McKean's, four on Dauber, and yet people are freaking out about the idea of him going at six to the Detroit Red Wings. So from your perspective, tell us about Jesper Wallstedt and why you think that he not only has Hall of Fame potential, but is for sure the best goalie in this draft class. He's just so incredibly technically sound goalie. He doesn't need, he doesn't have the huge athleticism that uh, Yaroslav Askarov from last year have, has, but he has the, just like the boring goalie style where he just follows the play, reads the play very well. He just every, make, makes everything look simple. He makes everything just seem like he's always calm. He um, has some issues with rebound control, but I think that's uh, something that he can work on pretty simple, easily. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm very uh, very confident in uh, Walsta, and I'm sure he's going to be. I've also argued that he could be uh, uh, playing in the NHL next year as a backup already, if if you really want him to. You have written hard for our friend Jesper. You might be like the the most on the train person around. We're all, I don't know. There's some people that has him hired than me that I know of. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do you got, Scott? Uh, so, so we had him on the show. We got to interview him, which was an awesome, awesome interview. He's a, he seems like a great kid. Um, one of the biggest things he talked about when we asked him about some of the biggest adjustments that he was have that he would have to make uh, coming over and playing over here. Is, uh, is shot angles and adjusting to those different angles. Can you kind of uh, like shine a light on, on why those angles might be different over there, like rink size and stuff, and, and, and why that's such an important thing for, for him to be on top of and, and kind of accommodate to? Yeah, in the SHL, we have large, larger rinks uh, than in the NHL, and they're also wider. They, just, they aren't just longer, they're wider. And when the rinks are wider, you get less... Um, Less uh, shot opportunities as an offensive player. There's less uh, less uh, parts of the ice where you can score from. So uh, when he goes over to the North America and uh, tries to be a goalie, he he and tries to make saves. He needs to be more adjusted to where the shots are coming from and where and uh, how more often they can come from different spots on the ice. Because when players along the boards on in the SHL, then there might not be a shot because it's too far away from from the goal. But when you come when you come along the board in the NHL, you also have better shooters, of course. But you also have uh, much they're much closer to the net. So he needs to be aware of those angles and be aware of those shots when they come uh, to 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 adjust to that. But I believe that if he if Detroit drafts him, you put him on a playing the next day, get him over to Detroit, and then you just put your goalie coach with him and uh, all the rookie camp, and then uh, put him with uh, Detroit, other Detroit players during the summer that he works out with, and just keep him in Detroit the entire summer and just let him adjust to the to the ice, and then, then you can probably play him in the fall because he's going to have like three months of, of the summer where he can just like work out and uh, uh, try to get used to the ice. It's like music to my ears. That's like one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life. Um, one of the uh, one of the biggest, um, I guess, 
physical traits, like everybody raves about how technically sound he is and stuff, but one of the best uh, or most talked about physical traits is that lateral quickness. Um, how, uh, A, how important is that just to, to adjusting and like we said, cutting down the angles, but also is there anything else outside of those two things that kind of makes him this, this special, like, like one of the best goalie prospects we've seen in years? Well, he has, uh, he has like, he has a really good technique as well, um, style. He has the perfect start for, for the NHL. Uh, and I think the, the quickness might, isn't to me the most important or impressive thing about Walter because I think uh, he's, uh, it's more, mostly just the reading the vision and reading the play sure. that is uh, so, so important for him and so impressive. But I, but like he has a really good quickness, of course, like he has to have to be a, this high, highly rated prospect uh, as a goalie. So, um, yeah, I think it's just the, the technique, the, the the vision, and the way he reads the play. He's a very smart goalie, and then uh, also the the quickness with that, the athleticism, uh, that's good enough. So, yeah. Just got to jump in real quick to talk to you about Spotify Green Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, Scotty, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Uh, we'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Red Wings, uh, let's say every week at five o'clock on Thursday. Like I think that's a good time that we can plan on every week, five o'clock Thursday. Uh, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. Green Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. If you think we have trash takes, let us know. If you think that uh, we have good takes, also come in and let us know. You know, join our join our side help us fight against other people who uh are idiots um you'll find fans just like yourself on green room for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and of course reacting to big news or rumors like i said join us this thursday 5 p.m go download the free green room app available on all ios devices be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join the nhl uh group for the latest updates follow us at lockdown red rings to be notified when our locker room goes live and I know you won't want to miss it. Like I said, Thursday, 5 o'clock. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Red Wings and their draft options. And we'll see you there uh, at Green Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Also got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar, it's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. I've been telling you guys that for a while now. Uh, I eat Built Bars every single day of my life. I would say I, I eat more Built Bars in a week than podcasts I drop in a week. And, and last week it was six. So um, that's almost over one per day. Uh, but in reality, it was just I skipped one day. Anyways, it's a nice Bar, stat. I like that stat. Yeah, thanks. You know, Sabermetrics, you've been turning me into a stats guy. I figured I'd pull it <laughs> out. Uh, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? So when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they'll definitely be passionate about their face. But if you're not so sure just yet, you can try the mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. You can try it out, see what you like, and then go ahead and uh, place a order for yourself. Now, if you're still not convinced, I will offer you a 15% off uh, discount of your first order if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your first order at BuiltBar.com. Penalty over, out of the box and wide open. In the clear, we're on in, he scores! What a way to join the Red Wings, serving at too many men on the ice. He puts the Red Wings in front, two to one, with his first in the wing wheel. So I'm like all in on taking him at six. I've been very vocal about, about taking him at one six. 
Um, and then I sing his praises pretty much as often as I can. But I, I think it's important to do the other to like talk about kind of what he needs to work on. What are what are some of his uh, some of his I don't want to say flaws because I want to believe that he doesn't have any flaws. But like what are what are some of the areas that he still uh, maybe needs to work on a little bit and uh, and yeah, needs to develop more of. I think his rebound control could be better a little bit. Uh, he he too often lets uh, pucks go in, in dangerous areas when he makes a save. But I don't think it's too bad. Like it's pretty easy to work away uh, for him. I feel like uh, he also has some issues with um, he let, it lets in kind of simple goals sometimes, uh, which um, might be just like. Uh, just a young young goalie thing, uh, so I'm I'm not sure really if that's something you need to work on. Or just let him let him develop uh, normally, and uh, it should be fine. Uh, and then he might he he could always work on like puck handling, like behind the net, sure. passing the puck, just being like uh, more efficient at that. But I think all goalies can work more on that as well. So. So he didn't have the best numbers in the SHL this year, 908 save percentage, 2.23 GAA. Does that, I mean, you talked about the, I can't remember who the prospect we were talking about. I think Ackland, when you were like only, you know, these two guys in the last 20 years have put up the same kind of numbers at his age. Is there a precedent for what Jesper Wallstedt did in the SHL at 18 years old, despite the numbers not being fantastic? Uh, yeah, I think there's uh, about zero players that have done what he has done in the SHL. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe Jacob Markstrom did have a better, but I don't think he played as much as uh, Wallstead either. Uh, yeah, I think there's uh, there's no one that has done what he has done at his age. And he is, and I've said this on Twitter a lot of times, but he is the biggest goalie prospect to ever come from Sweden. Uh, some people are just going to say, oh, Henry Flankwitz, but Henry Flankwitz wasn't, wasn't this huge prospect. He became good by working and developing a little bit later than most other players, maybe. So, yeah, so I think uh, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> there's an incredible amount of talent there. Uh, what do you read out there online, like that you just see on your Twitter feed that you just stumble upon sometimes about Jesper Wallstedt that frustrates you the most? Maybe it's just about goalies. Maybe it's about him in particular. What is it? Um, I think the most frustrating thing is people are pushing uh, Sebastian Kosa just closer and closer to Wallstedt and saying like there isn't this big difference. But Sebastian Kosa did have is a very talented goalie prospect and he had a very good season, but he played in like the worst division division in the WHL for the, uh, like overwhelmingly best team in the WHL. So uh, I think it's, um, I think people are pushing Kosa because he's Canadian and they always want to have the, the Canadians are always the best. They feel weird when, 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 a, when a European player is, uh, is the most talented person so they need to push, push their own guy higher and higher. And uh We've seen that with Costa now, and also seen a little bit with Benjamin Goudreau. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's a little bit um, that frustrates me because Wallstead is on a different level. Like there were there were three goalie prospects. Like when we went into the 2019 draft, you had three goalie prospects that we talked about, and it was Spencer Knight, 
and it was Yaroslav Askarov and it was Jesper Wallstedt and Jesper Wallstedt is still to me the best goalie prospect out of those three and I think uh, it's it's unfair to Jesper if you start talking about Sebastian Kosa in the same way as Wallstedt. And a lot of people kind of I mean not not a lot of people do in that sense but like McKenzie has him ranked at 14 you know like the just the idea that like we're going to flip out about taking goalies in the first round. And then you're going to take one who don't get me wrong. Like Sebastian Costa as a goaltender is an extremely intriguing prospect. He's six, six and moves great. Like he, he looks like possibly Vasilevsky 2.0, but at the same time, like you mentioned, he played for the Edmonton oil King. Like it's his, uh, 1920 stats, 2.23, Goals against average, which is the same as uh, Wallstead put up this season, I believe, right? Yep, 2.23. With a 9.21 save percentage, he was 21-6-3. And And then this year, you know, he he has a really good year this year. 1.57 GAA, 9.41 save percentage. And he goes 17-1-1. Like, that that is ridiculous. And uh, – I I do hear people talking about them like they're interchangeable. Like, why would you get Wallstep when you can get Kosa? And that's like, well, they're not the same tier of prospect. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I hear that. And also, like, Bob McKenzie, when he wrote about his list, he he also said that there were scouts that had two scouts surveyed by the TSM to rank Kosa ahead of Wallstep. That's just insane to me. Like, like fire them. Like, come on, you can't, you can't have the like compared is very good prospect. Like, don't get me wrong, Spencer Coast is a very good prospect. But you can't have them like to this comparing to this possible generational prospect. Like, he could be a generational goalie. Like, that's the ceiling for Wallstead. And um, I think it's unfair to him if you start to talk about. Like, but I said it's a Canadian thing. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Scott, you got anything left on uh, Jesper before we move into Fabian yeah. Lysel? I need you. I need one reason why I shouldn't want the Wings to take him at six. He's a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if I don't care about like, that, then no reason? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's, then there's no reason. But Beautiful. it's always like, I, 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 I always said, like, I've said this a bunch of times on Twitter, like, you shouldn't be that scared of goalies anymore. But there's still this little part of you that should be scared of goalies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you, you, don't, you don't know what's gonna happen. They, they they could pull a groin and then then they're lose like two percent of uh, of speed in the lateral like their lateral quickness, and then they're then they're an SHL goalie all of a sudden instead of a, a very good sure. NHL goalie. So sure. so it's um, it's a very um, very hard position to to uh, to evaluate, but I think Wallstead is as close as you come to a surefire goalie prospect. Just got to jump in here again to talk to the folks today about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. The Stanley Cup Finals are on tonight, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC. MMA action. Scotty, I know that you, uh, I listened to your, your Locked on Tigers episode from Monday, uh, and I know you were dropping a couple bet online references. 
Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was in reference to, but I was just so impressed at, at what you were able to bring to the table because you use betonline.ag as a slick uh, transitions for sure. A, it helps a, a lot. Helps Absolutely. a lot. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game uh, as teams prep for their runs to playoffs and baseball season continues to roll on. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tipped by Rasmussen, gathered back in by the Hurricanes, and they missed you. Here comes Verana. Verana right in on goal back. It scores! What a beauty! Jacob Verana displaying his skills right there to cut the lead in half. All right, let us move into Fabian Lysel, uh, right winger from Lulea. 18 years old, 5'10", 172 pounds, shoots right, number seven on Elite Prospects board, number nine on McKean's, number three on Dauber. Where do you have... Or, or I guess just can you give us a summary about this player, where you have him ranked on your big board and, and just what the buzz is about, because this is a really exciting young player. I have him top five uh, as a top five pick. And the reason about it is because he plays at a initial pace already. He's incredibly fast. He's very skilled. He, he works extremely hard. He's one of the best four checkers I've seen at, at, uh, at his age, he forechecks the he's he's insane method like face offs. If you lose a face off, he's gonna win it back for you immediately. So basically, if you lose a face off, he's gonna win it anyway because he's just gonna put pressure on the defenseman, and the defenseman is gonna drop uh, lose the puck to him. Uh, he's he's smart defensively. He he works hard. He does uh, he he takes a, a lot of responsibilities even at the SHL level defensively. So I feel like uh, he's just a surefire top six forward that's going to do uh, a lot of fun stuff for you. Um, he's like a, a little bit similar. I don't like doing play comparisons that much, but he's like a Nick Ehlers kind of player, uh, potentially. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like him a lot as a player. What uh, stats-wise, his, his – uh box score stat sheet doesn't exactly uh like blow you away like it does with some of these other um guys especially guys that are ranked this highly you know projected pretty much consensus top 10 picks uh can you just uh, really across across both leagues he played in what uh what can you tell us just really about his his seasons as a whole his productivity and and why people should or shouldn't be worried about those numbers he didn't get to play a lot, not in J20 uh, for Frölunda when he was there, uh, because he he wanted to get away because he he felt like he wanted SHL time, playing time, and he didn't get that at Frölunda. So they played him, I think, like nine minutes in in uh, like in general like uh, time on ice uh, average. So uh, he played very low minutes. He didn't always get to be on the power play. Uh, which he should have been because when he was on it, they always scored. He he didn't he didn't get the opportunities. And when uh, at Lulio, he was playing fourth line minutes or thirteenth forward minutes. So he 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 wasn't just getting the 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 time and that he should have got. Basically, I feel like he kind of has Tim Stutzla vibes a little bit, like just with his quickness, the way he's able to to work from pretty much anywhere. Would that be? F- I mean, it's a little. Aggressive, but fair. 
Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fair assessment. Uh, Tusu might be a little bit more um, uh, standout-ish with his hands, like the like he makes more digs. Lucelle is more a control, like a control. He controls the puck very well. It's close to him. Like uh, if if we do a soccer comparison, uh, Tusu is more Cristiano Ronaldo and. Uh, uh, Lucelle is more Lionel Messi. Like it's close to his body, it's close to his stick, sure. the puck, and he he, but he goes at an incredible speed. Uh, so yeah, uh, physicality is something that uh, I would say he is. It's not a vocal point of his, not a super like physical player, but obviously he's still incredibly effective. Without that, is that something that you think? Um, he might need to develop going forward, or do you think he's he's so dynamic without being super physical that it's not a, a super it it will never be a super big part of his game even if he does reach his ceiling? Yeah, no, he he he's not the strongest guy. He 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 doesn't do that well along the boards against stronger players, maybe. But I think he just needs to put on enough weight. Like he sure. doesn't have to put on a lot of weight. He just needs to put on enough to be competitive along the boards and be not be pushed off the puck easily. And I don't think he's that easily pushed off the puck now, but he he does have some issues sometimes. It comes out with his strength uh, on the puck and his balance. But I think that's so, that's just something he just needs to continue to work on, try to get stronger, and, and he's going to be a very efficient player uh, uh, along the boards and in other situations where he needs to protect the puck. Uh, but otherwise, like physicality, you know, I also think of like energy and stamina when, when I also talk about physicality, and those are incredible in themselves. Like he could go, uh, go continuously and uh, all the time, like very hard as well. So, yeah. What do you like about a guy's motor like that, even if they aren't the, the biggest guy in the world? Because I feel like it serves you well in all three zones. And like in the defensive zone, especially as a forward, like you don't need to be physical to make a difference. You need to get in passing lanes, get your stick in passing lanes, you know, close gaps quickly when, when somebody gets a puck in space. How does that kind of work to his advantage in the defensive zone? And how does that style of play may work to his disadvantage a little bit? Uh, I think he's going to be fine with his uh, motor because he, he he's just always going to be in the way. He's always going to bother the opp- opposition. So it's... Uh, just his energy and his motor is gonna, and, and the speed he comes at you is just going to be uh, enough for him uh, defensively and uh, like four second wise as well. So, yeah, I think that the, he's just going to be fine and very good in that regard. What other tools do you think make him well suited in the defensive end? Um, he's smart. He's very smart. He talked. We all uh, we talked about William Eklund another time about how he, he was on game tape with Tony. We also had uh, Lucelle on game tape with Tony when I was at Bobber. And uh, he talked about how how he uh, he always enjoys doing forechecks and always uh, likes to, like he sees when players are about to mishandle the puck or mishandle the puck. And he just knows that he's just going to jump on it. So he's a very smart player defensively. Um, so, yeah, I think he's just, he's just going to be a solid uh uh, very good. And he's going to be a fantastic box play type of player as well. I think with his speed and with his offensive ability, still like those are the like his best abilities are the offensive abilities. But we're talking about the defensive abilities because they aren't 
talk about as much, I guess. But yeah, his offensive abilities uh, are is his biggest strength. Well, how does that speed and and quickness and a decent set of hands kind of lend itself to creating on the rush or, or just in transition in general? He 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 can get into the zone with ease with his speed because the the, the defensive players aren't able to catch up to him or stop him that way. And uh, uh, I think he's just a, just a very creative guy. Finds his teammates. The issue he has on, on lower levels in Sweden is that he's maybe too quick. Uh, he he goes at full speed all the time. And I see people talk about how he needs to slow down just a little bit to be able to create to create and make plays. But what what is the pace of play in the NHL? It is it's the pace he's playing. Like he's going to be fine going uh, 120% the, the entire time in the NHL. So um, I think he's going to be a magnificent rush player. He's going to be uh, very good in zone as well. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so what do you think uh, is, I guess, the biggest reason that he's not like a consensus, like in that, in that top tier, top three, I guess you would say, picks in the draft like what's what's kind of holding him back from being in that upper echelon I think people have heard some uh, uh, about he requesting he requested a move from Frölunda to Lulio to be able to play more in the SHL I think that affected some uh, some people's view on him that in the talks about attitude issues and stuff like that uh, so I think that was a part of it uh, I also think that people uh, look at just look at the box score and see a guy that has scored. He scored like twelve points in eleven games or thirteen points in eleven games in J twenty or something like that, and uh, scored like two two or three points in the SHL. So I think they just see look at the box score and see a guy that has scored that much that has uh, some attitude issues, maybe perhaps I don't know. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a part of combination of that I think because. Uh, if you look at him, he should be every general manager's dream and every coach's dream for sure. Sure. Um, so I guess on that kind of to wrap it up, how many, uh, how long do you think it takes him to, to get to the NHL? Do you think he's more of a project or do you think he'll be over here relatively quickly wherever he gets drafted? I think you could probably bring him over after a year, but maybe give him two years then to be, just to make sure that maybe a year in the SHL and then bring him over to bounce between the AHL and the NHL, maybe. Um, so I think that should be something that uh, you could look at the, his projection. Uh, but Detroit are good at that. They're good at taking it slow, making sure that the, their players are ready for the NHL before they actually move them up, looking at more Sider this year or uh, Joe Valeno as well. Some other stuff like that. So Lucas Raymond, yeah. So I think it's, uh, uh, yeah, he'd, he'd be a good fit for uh, Detroit for sure. All right, Mikhail Holm, what do you got coming up, brother? What should people be on the lookout for as draft season nears? Where can they find your work? Where can they find you online? What's your social security number, address, all that good stuff? Well, I'm not an American citizen. So oh, I don't have a yeah. security number. <laughs> you tried, Dolan. Really that was so that. ignorant of me. Really Disgusting. <laughs> Uh, but no, you can you can find me on Twitter. Uh, call me Mikael Holm. Um, you can um, you can uh, subscribe to McKean's 
Um, so there is going to be a bunch of scouting reports coming out now in the last few weeks before the draft. Uh, there's um, it's going to be a draft guide that you get with your subscription as well, I, th- I think. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. A lot of fun stuff in, in that draft guide. Um, yeah, just look around on Twitter. I, I, done, I did an AMA or like uh, just like a Q&A on Twitter this week which was fun. It was just a bunch of Detroit fans asking about players in Detroit should take. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was a fun fun time and I think uh, I think I'm going to do that a little, like almost every week now until the draft because I just don't have that much to do and it's it's fun to talk about prospects after I watched. I, I finished up watching every player eligible for this draft this week so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sick and tired of all these uh, bad players that I watched in the last couple of weeks. So it's fun to talk about the best ones now and watch them a little bit more. Well, I mean, it's only fair. We get you in here to literally ask you anything about draft prospects. So it's nice that, you know, you're giving Twitter the chance to do that as well. Uh, Cause you know, we're, we're, we're not the smartest guys out there. I don't know if you know this, but uh, you know, we try our best. It's not always the case. But, I think you're uh, pretty smart. Thanks. I was literally fishing for a compliment. I didn't know if it was coming. Uh, all right. Mikhail Holm, thank you so much, man. Go follow him on Twitter. Go enjoy his work at McKean's Hockey. And go check out those pre-draft uh, scouting reports. All right, that'll do it for today's episode here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We did record uh, a little bit ahead of time on this episode. We're going to be doing the same thing for Thursday. Uh, so no hacker updates today, unfortunately, except for, Oh, actually I do have a hacker update. And yeah, you do, that, I feel like. uh, they emailed me back this morning and uh, this is Tuesday morning. And they said, we're writing to let you know that we're unable to verify you after I sent them my uh, Michigan driver's license. Um, we're writing to let you know that we're unable to verify you as the account owner. We know this is disappointing to hear, to hear but we can't assist you further with accessing your account. So literally that was the first action step I've gotten from them. And uh, it was to say, oh, dang, we tried. So I hate this website. I feel like like I just have this Bro, feeling they, in my They heart tried to convince like, you that support was out of all. There's no way that's true. There's no way that Twitter support is just so, not so, in office. So so it turns out there was a mix up on that. The people like our reps were out of office. And then okay, gonna, that, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I, I should have, I, I didn't want to clarify on Twitter because screw it. Like they don't deserve <laughs> like, still Twitter. like, I honestly still believe that they're out of office. So I don't think I'm yes, going to have a hacker update for you on Thursday, but if you come back on Friday's episode, we're going to do a, how do you feel about it? Friday, Ethan will be back. Uh, the whole gang will be here. So it'll be a great time. Tune in for that. Make sure to subscribe. It's the only way to make sure that each and every morning when you wake up, a new episode is waiting for you uh, and ready for your morning commute. Uh, we got two more draft profiles coming tomorrow. We are looking at Vili Koivunen and uh, Alexi Haimo-Salmi. So be sure to tune in for that. We've got E2 Seltanen from Dauber Prospects on. He's the director of European scouting. It's a great interview. Uh, he's new to the podcast game, new to the scouting game, but you can already tell that he's going to be somewhat of a rising star uh, because he just does so well. He's very young and, and it was great chatting with him. Um, anything else, Scotty, before we depart uh, and send these oh, people into their it, Wednesday. Man. Yes, we're at one six, baby. Yes, we're at one six. All right. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings. 
your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.